2: Welcome to Ireland's Birth Stories, a podcast created for women to share their experiences with pregnancy and birth. My name is Cora Gernon, and I've created this space to enable women to share their experiences from start to finish without feeling shy about the detail. If you would like to support the podcast you can do so through Patreon. I have attached the link on the website so if you just visit the website irelandbirthstories.ie you can then find the Patreon link there. Thank you to those that have. In this episode, I chat to Kat and she talks us through her two pregnancies and births. Kat was actually the photographer at our wedding, so both Sean and I are very, very fond of Kat. We have lovely memories with her. Um, She does speak to us about her pregnancies and births, but she goes into life after baby, especially on her first daughter, Martha, which she didn't find easy. And we compare it to life after her second daughter, Juno, so there is... um, there's a really nice perspective from her perspective but also I do manage to speak to her husband Daniel who shares his point of view and what he saw in Kat that needed that little bit of help and support and thankfully Kat did get the help that she needed and so felt much better once she did so I'm very thankful to Kat for sharing her story so honestly and I really hope you enjoy this lovely episode Kat, you're very welcome to the Ireland's Birth Stories podcast. If you wanted to start off by giving us a little introduction about you and your family.
3: Um, well, I'm Catherine and I am a photographer, as you well know. And I have two girls, Married to Daniel. We've been married for 11 years and we have two girls, Martha's 10 and Juno you know, just turned four there in September. Um, so there's quite a big gap between the two of them, two very different girls. Um, and that's about all I can say about us. <laughs>
2: And then do you want to just tell us uh, about Martha? So was your pregnancy with Martha planned?
3: Um, It wasn't not planned. Um, It was just a bit of a baby bingo, I think, at the time. Um, And she just came so quickly, so straight away. Um, And I I had a really, really good pregnancy with her. It wasn't tired. It wasn't sick up until probably about six months or so. And then I got, uh, have you ever heard of trigeminal neuralgia? no so it's um you've got a nerve that goes down your face um called your trigeminal nerve and whatever happens you get like all these electrical impulses on it so it sends pain like up into your teeth and your like top teeth and your body oh it's awful like it's it's a suicide disease but it's just apparently it had nothing to do with pregnancy so they said but um it's like it's torment absolute torment so i literally had a pain in the face for like the last sort of three months or so of it and then it went after i had her yeah it was horrible so it was um it was so you hard. couldn't
2: really take any pain meds or anything like that could you um
3: whenever I got to I think I was like about eight eight months and um, they said I could start taking epilepsy medicine for it and uh, then because okay. she was like fully formed and everything she was fine they said I could take it so I took it and I put it away then pretty much for the last month and then after I had her I stopped taking it and I never came back um, okay, great. You no, know, but that's actually part of the reason there's such a big gap between the two of them because I was so terrified of getting it again. Like I didn't. Oh, it's, it's absolutely awful. I look it up whenever we get off for the, the talk. Yeah. Carb. Um, but that was the only, like, symptom. Or, you know, that was the only thing that made me unwell. I wasn't sick or anything. I had a great pregnancy. I shot weddings. Like, oh no, that was with Gina. Um, I wasn't cheating. I was with her. Um, so yeah, she then was. I went really, really overdue with her. She was due in June, and I wasn't brought in. I was brought it. never I had her. None of my friends, nobody had babies. My sisters didn't have babies. My friends. I was the first person, and I was really okay. like going into it. And I remember people saying to me, "Oh, I hope you don't have to be induced." And I was like, "Sure, what it's Like the baby has to come out. Has to come out." I had no clue, like, um. So I ended up having to be induced with her, and. They, I went in and they gave me the pastry and it didn't work and they sent me home and then I had to go back in the next day and they gave me it again and it still didn't work and then they gave me the drip and then that worked so she was 14 full days so once I started like this is 10 years ago like so it's hazy um once I sort of started um it was pretty intense like like right from the start um and I think it was about nine hours. I think I was laboured for about nine hours or so with her. But it was, it was like, it was like active labour, like for the whole time. It was absolutely exhausting. Okay. Um. And then whenever she, whenever I, f- <laughs> I, remember like the nurses were like, oh, do you want to get up and walk about? And I was hooked up to machines and had to drip in. And I was like, no, I really don't. I can't like. Um And then I got up, and remember do um, you know like your, your body just starts like pushing by itself and you don't yeah 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 and, and I, I completely involuntary yeah I went to the toilet and my body started pushing on the toilet and the midwife was like are you pushing and I was like I'm, I'm trying not to like and <laughs> am like get back in here and get on the bed and then um, so I went back in and then pushed and she actually all came out all in one go and Yeah, no, (laughs) I tore so badly, like, um, and she didn't even, like, she just didn't, she just flew flew out, like, and uh, so then I had to get sewn, I had to get stitched then, I had to get stitches after her, but they stitched me up and then they came in and said, oh, we're not happy with these, we're going to have to take them out and do them again, and I was was like, oh, you're joking me here, and uh, I didn't even hold her because I was so afraid of dropping her. So I didn't really have much skin to skin with her straight away. Mm. I was like, no, Daniel, you hold her because like they were taking them out and sewing them back up. It was a, it was a bit of a mess. Like, you
2: know, so you weren't taking it into theatre. They did it in the delivery oh, suite. Yeah,
3: yeah, they did it in the delivery suite. So like, um, and then that was that, there she was. And I was being sewn up. But I, the first few weeks after her was like, I find it rough so I, did. I couldn't couldn't do anything, couldn't walk and walk the dogs, just was, I didn't have a good time, like, so I didn't, I took it, it was hard. And obviously for your first one, you don't really have much of a clue about breastfeeding or anything either. And I was trying it and she was very small when she was born anyway. And she was, well, she wasn't very small, but she was seven three and she dropped down to six six. So they were really, really like, you need to feed this baby. And you know were, there was a lot of pressure on, and I didn't feel like, the, pretty much every time between told me she wasn't gaining enough weight and you know i had to feed her more and feed her more and i was like what can i do like i am can only feed her with what she's taking kind of so it kind of it knocked my confidence with the breastfeeding with her um, okay. but like i continued on until she was four or five months anyway i think probably at the last few while i started giving her a bottle as well but she wasn't even taking any more of the bottle so she was yeah. just taking what she was going to take She sure, look at her now she's she's still a pencil like she's so thin um, that's just the way she is. Um, so then, yeah, that that was that was it with her. Then she um has turned. So out. your
2: recovery then was it where you we were you in pain, we were you uncomfortable then after the. Would oh, you know what what type of tear you had? I
3: think mean, it was second degree, so don't okay. it wasn't like really bad. But like, well, I felt like it was really bad. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, it was it was really uncomfortable. So it was, and then. But like after we'd recovered and everything, next, like she was, it was fine. It was just, I, I find it really difficult being a mum at the start with her. So I did for the first time. I just I was completely blindsided by it. I didn't know and what was going on. And
2: did you um go to any support groups or did you, because obviously your friends didn't have any. Uh,
3: no. There
2: was no mum groups or anything?
3: No. I, whenever she was like about a year, I joined like a wee mums and toddlers group. Um, But one of my friends that had kids, she'd had one, she had one already and then she had her second one at the same time as I had Martha Um, but okay. she wasn't like a my close friend or anything but then after I sort of like we became closer then Um, but she was she's one of these ones that just find everything real easy you know and getting birth was no problem to her and like it was all you can't help compare yourself you know um mm-hmm. But yeah, no, I I definitely struggled like so I did, and even funny whenever I was having Juno, um, the the nurse, the one of the midwives had said, uh, oh I think you probably should have had counselling because I like went to pieces then when I was pregnant with Juno. So I did, and it was okay. it was really hard. I was really really terrified, like of given birth again. Um, so.
2: So you you said that you were, um, you left it so long to try and see what you know because of this pain so mm-hmm. how did you overcome that how did you what made you decide to just go ahead
3: but i did i just didn't want Martha to be alone yeah i just like remember like at her Christmas you know going up in early toys and stuff and thinking i can't get, like let her be alone so i can't see we, she needs to and she herself had been saying i really want a brother or sister and at that stage then she had cousins and her cousins had brothers and sisters and yeah. I was like, oh, she definitely needs somebody. Although, like, this just figured that out now. Like, she probably could be less if she didn't have a sister. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, so then I've had, I mean, I had tried for Gino like before, like, you know, probably like for a year or so But We tried and then we kind of were like, oh, that's not happening. Let's not, that's not. Um, and then it just did happen with her. Um, but, and then I, I do you know what happened. I had booked to go to Thailand because my sister lives there. And then um, me and Martha were going for a month just because Daniel. Oh, worked. cool. I know, it was cool. Because um, it was just taken, she was only in like P1 or something. So I was like, oh I forget, we'll just take February off and go for the whole month and then it'll be spring when we'll get back. So we booked that. Daniel was working. So it was just me and her going. And um, then just like not long before we went, I found out I was pregnant then. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, but I was sick as a pig man, this time with Juno. And then, uh, just like so nauseous and sick all the time, and uh, I was like, "How am I going to go to Thailand?" Here, like, How am I gonna...? but we went, like, and uh, it was fine. We had a really good time, whatever. Um, and then that was then. Whenever I got back, kind of the sickness had gone, and stuff because I was sort of in the second trimester, um, and the rest of the pregnancy, I was fine. Like, I shot weddings up until I was thirty-seven weeks pregnant. The last one I did, okay. thirty-seven weeks, massive my ankles were that swollen. I could hardly even drive the car home. I couldn't bend the feet. <laughs> It's just, it's just big fat legs. Um and then but I was like I was anxious then, very, very anxious about giving birth. And pretty much every time I, I went to a midwife appointment, I ended up crying about it and they saying how scared I was. And then my blood pressure went really high because I was so anxious. And then in the final one, I went in for a sweep. and um, I think it was on our due date Maybe, yeah, it must have been on our due date. And I went in for a sweep and uh I was just in bits like I was just like I can't do this again, I can't be induced again. And uh the one below my back was like, Do you want a section? And I was like, And then of course in my head you get all the guilt of like, Oh, if I have a section, I'm not gonna have milk and I'm not gonna be able to breastfeed and all those thoughts just come through your head. And then I was just like, Yeah, I do. And uh so they're like, right, well, we'll get you in then. So I went in like two or three days later. And had a session and it was brilliant it was brilliant and the guy that was doing it was the best crack his name was his name was Sean Sean McGrann <laughs> he was called um and he was cracking away and it turned out that we knew and he was laying there like somewhat open him just having the crack over the wee thing that was up you know so you can't see and uh, Daniel was with me, like and uh, he he was like it turned out we knew loads of the same people no and ah. I know, just like Ireland, or else only in Ireland, would you be like, Oh do you know yes, I know and, like, <laughs> yeah. and uh, he was like he he was like, Do you know what you're having? And I was like, No, no idea. And he goes, Do you want to see? And I was like, Aye. And he just kept ah. but you know the weather really swollen and uh, I couldn't even tell what it was. I couldn't tell if it was a weed. Sean was the same. What was I was like, yeah. I or like, what is this? <laughs> yeah. I don't know what it is? He was like, oh, it's another wee girl. And uh, me and Daniel had sort of like we talked about her name. Her uh, name sort not know it was a girl. And I, we said if it was a girl, I said I really like Juno, but he really liked June. And I was like, oh, all right, okay. And then once it held her up and said it was a girl, I was all like, can we call her Juno? And he was like, yeah. So we were her and then I got I said to him, "Can I? Can you put her on my chest?" And he's like, "Oh no, we can't. We're not meant to until um, we get you sewn up." And I was like, "Oh please, come on, come on!" And he's like, "Oh okay then." So they put her straight on me then, and oh lovely! Oh goodness, it was just the best. Like it was the best, and that whole night, like I was buzzing. I was just buzzing that night, and I didn't sleep the whole night. I was just looking at her, and I had that rush, and I never had that when I had Martha. I didn't have yeah. that whole big euphoric rush. And I had it, it lasted for days, but you know, like, so it did. I was just obsessed,
4: <laughs>
3: absolutely obsessed with her. And she just fed like a champ she was a, real, she was a real tank. And she fed so well, not start. And oh, she was just, I just uh, loved every minute of it. And my, my, I was walking the dogs on day four after the section. Okay. No bother. It was as clean as anything, sewed up so well, healed up so well. I shot a wedding after three and a half weeks. And uh, I know, couldn't believe it, I could barely walk after three and a half weeks with Martha. And then uh, Daniel he came along to the wedding with me, and I just stopped and fed her whenever I needed to. And then just kept shooting, and it just (laughs) couldn't have went better. She was brilliant.
2: Sounds like night and day recovery wise. Big
3: time. And like it would have been mm. in my head, it would have been flipped. Like I would, have, I would have imagined it would have been the other way around. Like yeah. I thought it, I would have thought a section would have taken so much longer to recover, but no, there's no no problem. At all. I'll have another one tomorrow. It's would you? Yeah, it was fine. Yeah.
2: And, it- and do you think your fear stemmed from the induction or just labor itself and labor and birth itself?
3: i think it came from the induction like i think in my head like if if i had went naturally i think it would have been different i don't like i'm not basing this on anything but that's just yeah I, yeah i just i think that it would have been because i i just don't think my body was ready for them to come out and even whenever oh god i remember whenever i was pregnant with you so i had been bringing Mar- uh, Martha up to school every day and like towards my every way you know, everybody's like, oh, you know, babe, you know, everybody says, everybody's a comment for you. And there was one, there was one woman and she used to say to me every day, you're still really high, like you're still very high. And I was like, if she tells me I'm high one more time, I'm going to punch her in the throat. <laughs> And uh, I got to the point where I couldn't even bring Martha to school because she said I was so angry. I was like, I was waiting for her to say it in the morning.
2: Say yeah, yeah.
3: And I was like, Daniel, you're gonna have to bring her to school because I can't deal with this woman So anyway, whenever I was on the um, like the table having the section, Sean, Sean he, the Seanie the uh, surgeon goes, this baby's up really high, and I said, like, <laughs> Leslie almost right, Daniel. <laughs> She was right. Yeah, yes. <laughs> she is really right. But yeah, I, I don't know how I got onto this, but uh, yeah, I just don't think, I don't know, I don't know if I would ever go on naturally. Like with yeah. Martha, anyway, 14 days, like how long are you meant to wait?
2: And did you do anything? Did they advise you to do any, um, I don't know, anything to bring on labour or kind of help her to move down a little bit?
3: But I did all the bouncing and the yeah. raspberry leaf tea and, you know, sex. Like it was, terrible yeah. was horrible <laughs> 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 it did like everything I was meant to but didn't. it didn't just wasn't for coming down at all yeah so she wasn't and you know obviously Lady was right you know was the same she wasn't for coming down either but I'm like a, I'm glad I had a section in the end and I had such a, an ex, a good experience with it
2: when they brought you in, remember they said they brought you in for the sleep, was it there and then? Did you not go home or did, like, did you go in with a bag? Oh, no,
3: no, no, no. Um, I went home and all and they were like, no, we'll get it sorted for a couple of, days. it was like two or three days later. I said, we'll see how this goes and um, we'll get you picked in. He said, oh, you could, you could go like before and it was maybe three days or something later on. But I, knew, I just knew it wasn't going to do like, go it. And I remember like speaking to the Midwest and I was like, well, like, do you feel any of me twins well? And I was like, Literally not at all. So I didn't think it was, I just, I don't know. didn't think it was going to go at all.
4: Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role.
2: Then you had time to kind of process it and kind of make mm-hmm. sense and
3: mm-hmm. feel guilty about it. <laughs> I like I remember even like whenever my sister was having her kids, and she had a section, she had three sections, and uh, I remember thinking, to, like, she's telling me, I, I was like, I was judging her for doing it, and then like whenever it came to me, I was like, oh my god, I'm such a judgmental bitch here, and uh, I'm going to do it, and I felt like I'd let, I felt like I was letting myself down a bit. But that was before before I did it, and then yeah, I, yeah, I'm so glad I did that. It was one of the midwives actually. Had said it was whenever I was in a state, and uh, she said to me, "You," and I said that I felt guilty because of my birth with Martha and, and that sort of stuff, and I felt like I didn't like I just didn't have that whole big rush of feelings with Martha, and like I felt guilty about that and all. And she was saying like, "What you need to do is." have a positive an experience with this next baby so that Martha can see you loving this baby. And oh, that's, wow. that's what Martha needs to see. And that was what made me think, yeah, you're right, I do. And like, it was, she was right. So she was. Gosh. And I won't ever forget her, she was brilliant. So she was, she was so sympathetic. And it just, but she spoke a lot of sense. Like, so she
2: says, God, that's, it's, it's, I hear so many stories of women. They just have that that little angel that comes yeah. in, says a few words, or they have that conversation, and that just it's yeah. everything you need at that time, and that makes the yeah. difference.
3: Yeah, and that was it. That was it. Just like like you, you need to have Martha needs to see you absolutely in love with this baby, and I was like, yeah, she does, I know, and she did, and it was, and that's it. Been great. And then, <laughs> did you decide
2: to breastfeed Juno as well after your? Mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm. yeah i okay. had her for nearly two years oh did you mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> mm-hmm. she loved it loved boobs still does like if you know she's still very she's very very tactile and very like, like with martha it was all you know everybody was telling me don't you know, don't be picking on her up when she's crying and you know you know what people are like don't mm-hmm. you and, and i listened yeah. listen to them stupidly Listened mm-hmm. to them and felt like i couldn't and then after I had Juno, I was just like, I don't care what anybody says. I'm picking this baby up every time. And I had an argument with the lady that lives behind me. Because um, I used to walk, race her up and down the towpath. And uh, I'd meet her nearly every day. Like, And Juno was in the pram crying. And I picked her up and she goes, "You've hey, her spoiled." And I go, to her, I know Karen. That's why I had her. I had her because I love her and I want to spoil her. And I picked her up and walked <laughs> off. And, and that's not like me, like at all. it's not, I would never sort of confront anybody. But I just had it. Absolutely had it, and I just picked her up and cuddled her every time at chance of God. yeah, and she's the most. I know we
2: touched on this before, we we, um, when we met there at Adam and Megan's wedding, that we touched on this that on your first year, very much that you listen to all the advice, you'll read all the books, and you'd you'd nearly make yourself sick Mm -hmm. trying to stick to the book. I like, I remember. Um, even with all of our sleep, I'd be just sitting there, we'd be listening to him cry. I've been nearly thrown up listening to my baby cry, who needs me, but the book says. Mm-hmm. And then this time around, you just don't. No. It's, you know. you ha- just have to go with your gut and just mm-hmm. do whatever suits you.
3: I just wish, I wish I'd done it with Martha I just, I'd mm. say so it's wonderful. Like, I remember like Daniel coming up to me and he was like, I was on the computer Googling something. And he was like, You have to stop Googling stuff. Just stop it. Close the computer down. That's all I used to do sit and Google mm. How do I do Blah 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 With my baby And you know Awful like, And all I needed to do Was pick her up And cuddle her Until she went to sleep Do you know Then I ended up Sleeping In my bed Like from With like with my baby in her mouth Pretty much mm. The whole time So she did But whenever she could Do it by herself Like she just Would have got in And just Helped herself Like I just Lay yeah, like a sigh She just <laughs> But it was lovely, and like you miss it so you do, she still would come and get into bed and all in the morning, like where we week. But like, I would just, like if I ever had, well, I'm counting too, but if I had another one, I remember like with Martha, the object was to get her off and get her down. But do you know the object was to just have her? There and enjoy it and watch a new block set and like just lean into it Be like this is what's happening and I'm not going to fight it I'm just going to let it happen and it just once you make that realization you're free <laughs> kind of right? so it's such a freedom like we what would end like Daniel's so good even like when he was working and Gino used to cluster feed from about eight o'clock at night until two in the morning near enough every night and we would and would, I didn't mind it though but we just used to set ourselves up. It's your nipples. <laughs> I, I know. I know I'm sure by the other by that stage like, you can't feel the thing. Like leather. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know. Um, but we just used to set ourselves up like with new box sets and lie up in bed, Daniel would do, so I'd sit up and watch the box sets or whatever. And once that sort of five hour block was done, that was her then. So it wasn't like it wasn't too bad. If you knew you were up till two in the morning, that was yeah. okay. It was the not knowing Like, you hear the rumbling at night and you're like, Oh shit, is this it? Have
2: it can be an incredibly stressful time because once you're trying to deal with the night wakings, trying to nail that and make sure, because we think we're supposed to make sure that we fix that. If you're in that mindset, then you're trying to fix the naps as well. So your whole day is really, really restricted. And yeah, I found it I found it very hard. I felt like I was on the clock all the time and I couldn't relax with friends because I was constantly looking at my watch. I uh-huh. know. I know.
3: And I even remember them like saying, like, how long, how long do you want to be like this? And... I remember like then yes six months your yeah. show like but to me six months is a really short time but to him six months was like what mm. six months and I'm like if you're lucky <laughs> she didn't sleep through the night until she was one and a half maybe I don't know yeah she wasn't a good sleeper like at all neither mm. of them were
2: and did, did you feel the way you did after Martha for a while for for was it just a couple of weeks or
5: months
3: no, 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 it was, I actually ended up going on um, antidepressants when she was about a year. Um, I had to go to the, the doctor and they said you should have been on antidepressants six like six months ago. And so I was on them for about a year or so after I had her. I and did it help? Yeah, yeah, it did. And then I just came back off though and I was fine. So it was that was another reason I was kind of worried about having another baby because I didn't want to feel like that again. Yeah. And but thankfully I didn't and it all went swimming. And did
2: you know you felt like that or did other people see it in you?
3: it was the um the health visitor had hinted at it a wee bit. Like at this whenever she was small at the start, and then but I was all like, No, oh, fine, I can just getting used to this and, and then it was Daniel, I think, like whenever about a year year. You know, she was about a year old he was like I think you need to go and see somebody and I was like yeah, you know, yeah. right and um, so then I went to the doctor and she was like yeah it's a days ago. but she just put me straight on top she didn't like offer counselling or anything and um, but, but it still worked so it did. That
2: was a so, long time then that you that you went through that without mm-hmm. without like those six months must have been mm-hmm. tough
3: but it it wasn't it was in and out do you know what I mean it wasn't like a constant and like I have had some friends who had postnatal depression and like like I mustn't have had it I didn't have it nearly as bad as them so I didn't I just had like I I just couldn't really cope Uh, but I thought that was normal like I I thought those feelings were normal but obviously not and then do you know like you Showing anything I made like with her and it wouldn't have bothered me, it's so funny. And I like, I just assumed it would happen again and it didn't. But I, I like, I do think it was probably down to the, the birth I had with Martha, it made me feel a bit detached, you know. I just felt a bit detached and a bit vague all the time. Um, but we're all good now.
2: So just to mention um, Kat's husband Daniel walked into the kitchen mid-interview so I just nabbed him to ask him a question and I wanted to ask him how he knew that Kat needed that little bit of help um, after Martha's arrival so what change he saw in her and how he approached Kat about it. I
5: don't recognize it. Yeah. Um,
3: He's a medical professional.
5: (laughs) Not that I wasn't, (laughs) on the still not. Faking it as much as I can. <laughs> um, it's, it's just generally you're kind of like had a clean ease. Um, See, just uh, like emotionless. Um, yeah, the there's no um, like doing things with 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 Martha just seemed harder. Um, like whenever you like you had to change or whatever. I could see like in your eyes you're just like <sighs> you know just, just a, a sigh you know so she didn't even need to do the sigh you just kind of saw it it's just the way she, way she looked just very like i say a glaze and um, when she's speaking it was kind of like monotone and sounding a bit a bit melancholy okay. but without like being dramatic or anything about it it's just just off you know like i know her and i know when she's not off or when she's not right so um
2: yeah
5: i know
2: and so at that stage then you knew that you you had to speak to cat or did you leave it a while or because i think i think it's a it's a even with my own husband if there ever is was that issue we had kind of, we had a, a sentence that yeah. Sean would say to me that would mm. I would know then that was the real deal. Yeah, it basically, yeah. Did you guys discuss that or did you, how did you approach it, it when you wanted to discuss
5: it? <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it? Probably to this stage like, we're, again, we just break down. Mm. Like, I, I don't know, I think maybe I, I've done the wrong thing and if I saw her like that, I was just saying, are you okay? Or, I'll do that, you know, rather than, kind of addressing it and I don't know if it made you
2: feel worse or not I can just... remember and when Kat was pregnant with Juno did you prepare yourself for the same situation after similar to what she experienced with Martha
5: um well I was a bit nervous but because of what happened before um I thought that I would be a bit more alert to it and able to say to her "Look, do you remember the last time Maybe it's, it's getting towards there now, but... Um, Never got there at all. No, I, I think a lot of it was, with Cat was, with Juno, was the fear leading up to the... leading up to the birth, because she remembered what happened last time. But because it was a C-section this time, um, well, up until she was told she was going to get a C-section, she was, she was pretty worried. Um, so because it was a C-section, I was thinking, well, that's going to be a lot of the... That side of it kind of taken away. I know it comes with its its own its own problems, but um, I was I was hopeful that she'd be drugged up and <laughs> it wouldn't remember most of it anyway. It was great though, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. The, okay. the doctor was brilliant.
3: Sean, do you remember? Yeah. Sean. Hey, yeah. yeah.
5: <laughs> loved, loved, you know over the, over the middle? Here you go. <laughs>
3: Read <laughs> didn't know what it was <laughs> oh it was, it, was so, it was great Like it was a great experience
2: yeah it sounds like it was the right decision um, to make for you guys
3: and even after her the um, there was the, the, the nurse came round I can't remember if it was the first night or the second no it wasn't the second you know the way they are always really unsettled the second night like the sleep pretty much the whole first night and then the cry pretty much the whole second night so yeah. she was crying the whole and then this nurse came around that like Yorkshire she was from Yorkshire do you remember her no no and she was know. like a real tough northern she needs a dummy and wrap her up tight and put her down and don't be lifting. and I was like all right okay um, so like after she went then the next week the next nurse came around and uh, I had just like you'd brought me a pillow from home and I had had a pillow beside me and she was like on it feeding like just in beside me and the next nurse came around and I was like oh god here we go tell me to put her down or you know sit up with her or whatever she just came around and pulled up the bar beside her and like just left her in there and then oh I uh, know yeah. and she came back then the next day and she was actually the like breastfeeding coordinator and uh, I was saying to her about like the night before, and like your woman in town, this or that, she's like, don't you listen to her. She's just putting her order in. Just you put her on your boob and she just put her reorder in there.
2: <laughs> oh, that's nice. Uh, that's what you need again. Like,
3: Ooh, I know she's yeah. brilliant. And then our health, their health visitor though in Lisburn. Remember Rosemary? Rosemary, yeah. Oh, she was a dose, wasn't she?
5: Yeah.
3: Real dose. Everything was just statistics. Mm-hmm. And this and that and whatever, and then we moved. Then like, was well, it was only a couple of days before your wedding? We moved, wasn't it? To here
5: mm-hmm. um, three years the, ago, in, September.
3: Yes, September. September. Yeah, yeah. So your what was your fifteenth or something? Uh, the twenty second. All right, so it wasn't that much? Yeah, wrong? yeah, yeah. Um, so we had moved, so we got then the health visitor like from down here, and um, where we are now, and then um, I was still breastfeeding at the time, and I was saying to her, you know, about tired, it had gone up and cross, and I was like but she asked where be a babies go. We go across and then up to them going a constant curve like and whereas rosemary then yeah. she hasn't she's, hit this marker yet and she hasn't and they're like, oh come on.
5: Yeah she constantly saying oh she's she's not meeting that mark and she's not
3: meeting this mark and And you know it's a tank. It's she's still a tank like isn't she? Oh with husband. But she wasn't but I think that I think the health is a part of what made me so worried with Martha they just kept telling me she wasn't putting on enough weight and even whenever i did express and feed her she just was only taking maybe like three ounces that's three months she wasn't just wasn't eating that much it's not like i wasn't but i thought it was me like i thought i didn't have enough milk to give her then and you you start questioning yourself and oh have i not got enough here for her should i be giving her a bottle or whatever but she was taking what she wanted but it just wasn't that much
5: no i think she she was just that kind of yeah, I mean, not even now, like That's what saying, she puts of puts food away, like nobody's business. But you can't can't keep any weight on her. Yeah,
3: really skinny.
2: And Daniel, from a partner's perspective, what what do you think you did um, that helped Kat cope through those couple of months? Was so there anything that you found helpful? I
5: was, I don't know. Um,
3: I mean,
5: you know, eh? Well, no, no, I was like. I don't, I don't, I don't really know how much I actually helped because course, yes. um, I didn't want to bother Cat with it, you know, because I knew she was she was dealing with her own things, and like I would, I'd ask her, you know, how how she was getting, how she was feeling, or if she wanted me to do this or want me to do that. But I kind of think that maybe if I if I had just done the things rather than asking her if she wanted me to do this or do that, it would probably be easier for her. Uh, Although then on the other side you're thinking, am I taking stuff away from her? So she's she feels helpless, you know. It's it's kinda of, it's hard. I think the main thing is to talk. Um because generally me and cat bad at talking. Yeah, we're, crap at we're, talking. we're 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 pretty bad at talking. Um but uh for those who can talk, do <laughs> I just think it was kind of a guessing game for both it was, especially with Martha, because um when it's your first, you just think you're messing up all the time. Um, and like I'm sure Kat said too you, you. know, look I, I did tell I had to tell Kat to stop looking at the internet um because she was constantly constantly going on on the internet and looking stuff and getting different advice from different people. Um, but, uh, one of, one of the things I would say is just don't listen uh, to advice from people, if people unsolicited to try and get you, give you some, just ask them to stop and say, thanks, but um, I will figure it out myself, because that's ultimately what you do, you just figure it out, and then hope it works the second time around as well. <laughs>
2: If you'd like to share your story, you can pop me an email to Stories at gmail.com or you can find me on Instagram under Stories. I look forward to bringing you another episode tomorrow.
1: Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands.